Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Josh, in talking to a couple of your players, they've mentioned a difference in OTAs. I'd like to ask you if it's a change in philosophy or if just last year you couldn't do it because you're installing a new system. But they said it was very clear to them your staff did a lot of self-scouting and had been teaching very detailed things, making changes in techniques, and they seem to love it. They're bragging about your coaches. As a coach, can you do anything better than get a roster full of guys that want to be coached and your coaches are doing it? Uh, it'd be hard. Um, I mean, the reality is, is all of us can do better, starting with me. And <clears throat> there's never been a season that you go through where you don't evaluate what you did and realize that, you know, there were some mistakes that you made uh, and a lot of things that you can do better. And our game is, I would say, evolving every year. And so if you don't evolve with it, um, sometimes you can just get run over. You know, if you just stay stagnant and, and stay committed to uh, something that may have worked, you know, 7, 10, 12 years ago, uh, it might not necessarily be the best thing to do anymore. Um, you know, I think there's certain techniques and fundamentals that will always be important um, and probably will always remain the same. But I know that our staff, we challenged ourselves uh, in the spring when the players were away uh, to really just go back and look at the things we did, uh, the way we taught it. Uh, the pace that we implemented it at, um, you know, the drills we were doing to try to get uh, the things we wanted them to learn to stick. Um, 
And I think the staff deserves the credit for that. They've done a good job of really trying to identify the right pace we should go at, uh, the right volume that we should put in, and then the right ways to go about teaching those things. So we've definitely adjusted some things. I'm sure that we're not unique in that regard. I'm sure every other team is doing something similar. Uh, but there's definitely a change uh, that we've tried to implement for the better. Um, and if our players are, are saying the right things in that regard, it's not because we're telling them to. I hope that is what they feel uh, because it's better for them. Josh, uh, up until this point, you guys have been involved in OTAs. Is it tangibly different these next three days compared to what you guys have been doing? Not really. Um, I think the, the difference, you know, we have a little bit more time, um, you know, so we're actually going to get to watch the film in the afternoon. Like, if you ask me the biggest difference uh, between minicamp and OTAs now, um, you know, you're allotted a little, a little bit more time on the field. We're not taking a lot more than what we've been doing. Um, but the biggest thing for us is we'll be able to correct the film today. Um, you know, that's the, the biggest change. Um, OTAs is a little bit of a challenge in that regard, you know, because I'd say most of the days of the year you're actually going through the – the, the work day and whatever you're doing, um, you know, then you watch that film afterward, correct it, and try to move on and have a clean slate the next day. OTAs isn't always that way, you know, because of the time limits that we have. So um, that's a that's a good thing for everybody, so that we can start hopefully fresh tomorrow and just start on the new material, whatever it is, and get going. So um, more a little bit more time to watch the film. We'll obviously we'll you know have a chance to. Today happens to be the red zone. We're going to end up working a little bit more in the red zone. So, But other than that, the practice format is very similar. You mentioned pace earlier. How much different or how much more of a pace do you have from drill to drill now that it's year two for you and a lot of the returners? Yeah, I'd say I think the guys, the guys, coaches and players, I think we all kind of know how we want to practice and work. Um, we know the value of trying to get every ounce of, you know, um, you know, work done that we're allotted in terms of the time limits that we have. So. Um, you know, the guys do a great job of moving them from drill to drill. The players have, have really done a nice job of getting the drill set up so we can go ahead and start the repetitions and, and try to get better. So um, I think everybody, you know, your second year, your second go around, you kind of know more, um, understand more. And then there's a lot more players now that can help other players uh, because they've lived through it for a year, year and a half. So, um, you know, hopefully it's an efficient practice. I understand when guys aren't in pads and they're rookies, you can't make any evaluation. But I'd like to ask you about a UDFA, Drake Thomas. This is a guy probably should have been ACC Defensive Player of the Year. If he a little bit, couple more inches, could have been second, third, first round guy. What is it about him you like? Yep. What have you seen so far as far as mentally picking up the game? Yeah, uh, loves football, um, works hard, and again. If you come into the league in that capacity, which he did, and we have, like I said, we have a number of players, half our roster is undrafted. So, um, you know, those players understand, like, you know, I got to work my butt off. I got to, you know, really love every aspect of the game so I can try to improve. Um, every rep he takes is a very intentional rep for him, whether it's in an individual period, a group period, or a team period. Um, good communicator, uh, learns quickly. Uh, really studies hard from one day to the next, so he's prepared the next day. Um, and a good teammate. You could tell the guys like him, you know. So, um, look, everybody, we always tell them they're all the same once they're Raiders. And so it's not really about how you got here, it's what you do here. And so Drake's really embraced that along with a lot of the other guys that we have in that capacity. But um, there's a lot to like about him. 
He's a good football player, period. You know what I mean? If you look at how tall he is and all the rest of it, you can say a lot about a lot of guys in that capacity. But uh, at the end of the day, when the ball snapped, he does a good job of making plays and doing his job. In the grand scheme of things, how happy or pleased are you with your players' progress throughout training camp or leading into training camp and OTAs going to the mandatory meeting? Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I like I like the way we work. Um, you know, again, this isn't necessarily the time for us to stop and evaluate where we're at. Um, there's so we have so far to go in terms of uh, progress individually, collectively as a team. Um, that you know, we really don't worry a whole lot about that at this point. You know, because again, we're not in pads. There's a whole different components of the game that we're going to get involved with here uh, at the end of July. So. Um, you know, like the way they're working, um, you know, love the, the attitude they bring every day to work. And I, I know we've made some progress. How much progress, we'll all find out together uh, eventually. Josh, the, um, this time last year, the offensive line, you're kind of putting it together. Um, it feels like it's a little bit more stable uh, at this point. Do you feel that that, that that group is a little bit further ahead of where it was last year? I think they know more as a group. Um, if you talk to them, a lot of the guys are returning. So um, they have a, a, an ability Again, we talked about this last week. Improvement doesn't necessarily come through acquisition. Um, you know, our jobs as coaches are to improve the players each day. So I think as a unit, as a group, those guys, um, their communication's improved. Um, their overall understanding of what's being asked of them has improved. Um, they work cra like crazy. So uh, we couldn't ask anything more than what we're getting from them in that regard. So um, love their attitude, love their mindset. Um, I think we're, we're, we're doing the same thing because offensive linemen, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, don't get to necessarily work beside the same guy every rep all season long. So they're learning their teammates. They're getting comfortable communicating with one another, which is an important aspect at this time of the year. Um, and hopefully all of them are growing. On the back end of that question, two offensive linemen that played a lot last year, Dylan Parr and Bayer Mumford, who were rookies, they had their growing pains, but they played well. What has kind of been the change of mindset or I guess the improvement of, you know, comfortability going from last year going into this year to training camp? I would say they just, they probably would tell you that they, they, they know, they're, they're starting from a higher ground. Um, they, know, they know more than they did last year at this time, certainly. Um, I think both of them have changed, um, you know, physically. Uh, some, they've been in an off-season program, now full off-season program here. Um, they understand more what it requires of them to go through an entire 17 game season plus three preseason games and not have your body, you know, feeling the way that I'm sure most rookies feel at the end of the year. So um, there's a lot of things that they um, know now that they didn't last year. Um, again, we're going to need to see a lot of those guys translate those things in August where they can actually hit people, block, et cetera. Pass protect. So there's a lot that we haven't been able to see, but I really like the way that they're working. Jeff Brandon Parker. For, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. What's the next step for Devon Diablo? What do you like with that group of linebacker overall? Yeah, um, you know, Devine's, I mean, he's a, a really, a really, I'm fond of Devine. Um, I think he knows that, and, and uh, we're, we're, we've given him a lot of responsibility. Um, you know, he's wearing the green dot, you know, in practice, which is obviously a, um, a role that, uh, you know, young players, once they, once they have that on their shoulders now, they're responsible for more than just their job. You know, they're, they have to communicate to everyone else. Um, they have to be alert and aware of situational football um, because they're essentially the quarterback of the defense once you have that responsibility. So uh, Devine's grown every, literally every week uh, since I've seen him and known him. 
Um, he works really hard at the game of football. I think he's embraced this year as a year that, you know, is a growth year for him, um, not only on the field in terms of what he does on the field, but also how he can impact others. And I think that's something that you see from him every day. Just piggybacking off of that, I had a player tell me that Divine was stepping up, telling guys where to go. They not only Patrick says he's bigger physically, yeah. but guys said he seems to be more confident. Do you see that? Yeah, I do. And uh, again, with with knowledge, you know, comes you know, comes that confidence in yourself, and also the confidence to tell your teammates if they ask a question. Like last year, I know we had a few younger players where somebody would ask them a question and they would be crickets. You know, and that's a bad feeling if you're the guy asking the question, you know. So um, Divine knows a lot more. He understands the whole scope of the defense. We're trying to get him to learn it from that perspective so he can help others, uh, like I said, much like the quarterback. Um, and he's embraced that. Josh, I don't know how much you pay attention to the NBA right now, but the Miami Heat have a whole bunch of undrafted free agents mm -hmm. that are contributing to a, you know, in the championship run. So part of that is, is coaches being open to the fact that it might not be our draft pick, it might be the guy at the end of the line, but, but giving everybody an honest chance. Did you ever, I mean, do you have to train yourself to get to that point as a coach where you're literally seeing everybody with the same kind of lens? I don't, I mean, I don't think, so. I mean, I, I didn't think of it that way. Um, I think that, well, the, first of all, there's no way to put your roster together and have, you know, 80, you know, first, second, and third round draft picks, you know, so... Um, your team is going to consist of a lot of different players that got to your roster in a lot of different ways. And so I just, we, we tell them from the beginning, you know, we, we're all Raiders now. This is 2023, we're all Raiders. It doesn't really matter how you got here. What matters is what you do once you're here. And to me, the best thing for us as coaches is to put the best 11 out there, not look at the status, how we acquired them, what round they were drafted in, what their salary says, because if we're always trying to put the best 11 out there, then we're doing the right thing for the Raiders. Um, if we're looking at other factors and playing the political game, that can get real, you know, you, you're just not putting the best team on the field always. It might end up that way, um, but you know, there's obviously this league has a long history of players that were drafted fifth, sixth, seventh round or beyond uh, when the draft was longer and, and undrafted. And like I said, we have a number of players on our team that have had, you know, good early careers that weren't drafted. And in some, like Brandon Bolden, what is this year, 12 or 13? I mean, he wasn't drafted, you know. So um, everybody has the, the same opportunity. Everybody's going to get reps, and we're going to coach them all the same. And, and, and I think that's a good thing. If you're a player, you want to hear that, you know, that, hey, the opportunity is the same for me as it is for somebody that was drafted a lot earlier than I was. Um, and hopefully we do the right thing and, and pick the right players. Josh, with uh, the uh, minicamp being mandatory and OTAs being voluntary, what's the uh, attendance been like for minicamp thus far? I'm just starting. You're about talking about today? Yeah. And Everyone, JJ's the only one that's not under contract. Okay. So everybody, everybody's here. So we have 90 because we have the international, um, because David Ogohai is in the international program. So we actually have 90 here. Um, and, and that's that's what we would have expected. So then what is the latest with Josh that he just hasn't signed his decision? Yeah, doesn't, the deadline is not until July. So, again, uh, I, I respect everything about that process. I This is not the first time that, you know, that's happened in terms of me being a part of that. So, um, you know, I, like I said, I stand by what I said before. Love the kid, love the player, love the person, and 
um, look forward to when I see him. Let's go Omar, Adam, Vic, and then Honda. Hey, you, you mentioned, Josh, the undrafted free agents wanting to hear that, the opportunity. You also had a couple of star players a couple of weeks ago talk about the buy-in and, and kind of believing in what you and Abe have built here. After a disappointing year, in year one, how do you get that buy-in? How did you get you know these guys to kind of fully get on board and, yep. and kind of build that culture here? I think the first thing we all have to do is be accountable, and that starts with me. Um, you know, and, and ways that I can do a better job of trying to do my job and help them be a better football team, help them be better players. Um, I think our staff did the same thing, took a good look at ourselves. Um, what can we do better to help our team? Uh, you know, if we're in a lot of close games, that's been very well documented. And, you know, so when you're in those kind of close games, you're always, you know, fighting to figure out how you can finish them on the right end. And so... Um, you know, we've, we've made some changes that we hope would be for the better. Um, we've also, you know, been trying to be accountable to our responsibility and role in that. And I think being honest with the players and having great lines of communication with them um, is always the right thing to do. Tell them the truth. Um, encourage them. Uh, we have a, a great working environment, positive attitude, uh, great leadership on our team. And so... We just tried to feed into that, and you know we're working really hard. Uh, we got a long way to go. Uh, nothing's been accomplished yet, but I think the right things are are at least being attempted at this point in time of the year. We're going to try to continue to do that here going into training camp. Josh, I know a bunch of players have been out of the night's games the last couple of nights, um, and obviously the Aces are doing what they're doing. Is there anything about like the sports momentum and maybe being a part of that that can that can help you guys and kind of build the culture you're trying to build? Yeah, I mean it's obviously a very exciting time for Las Vegas, and um, you know being in this town now with multiple pro sports teams and um, and seeing them have success and supporting them the way that we're trying to do that. I know a number of our players were there Saturday and now a number of them were there last night. Um, I think it's just, you know, I think they get excited, you know, when they see, you know, that's, that's what we're trying to do, you know, and we all know what we're trying to build here and the type of success we're looking to, to have and, and hopefully sustain. So, um, I think it's been incredible, uh, to be able to support them and witness it, um, I'm not going to say it's not over yet. You know, it's not over yet. They got two to go, and, and Coach Cassie will be the first one to say that. But um, I think our guys have, have really taken to it. I was asking about uh, Tyler Hall. What do you see from him uh, from last year, this year, and yep. the improvements, I guess? Again, Tyler was a guy we got a little later. And so, you know, being able to be here and understand the entire offseason, um, you know, the defense in its entirety, um, really have an opportunity to experience every day uh, in the offseason I think is, is great for young players. Uh, Tyler is very diligent. He works really hard. He's smart. He knows his job. He knows really how his job fits in the whole entire context of the team. Um, very competitive. Uh, as you saw last year, you know, when he got in there, like he made an impact right away in certain ways. And um, I, I, I expect nothing different this year. You know, he's a a very competitive player that made an impact for us on our roster last year, and I'm excited to see what he can do this year. Josh, Brandon Parker is a guy you didn't get to use last year, but you've kept him around for a reason. Will you talk about what you saw in him that made you believe in him to keep him, yep. and maybe what you've seen through OTAs? Granted, no pads, but just what you see. Yep. He's a, uh, first of all, he's a great human being, mm -hmm. and um, you know, and you, these are the kind of guys you want to have in your locker room. Um, they they help everybody. Um, you know he works his butt off. He sh he sets a great example for others. Um, he's improved significantly in a, in his own ways in the weight room this this off season. 
um, which is a tribute to him and the type of work ethic that he has. And you know, came back from the injury last year, uh, which took a while, you know, for an offensive lineman to do that. And then really has had an impressive off season. Um, you know, very unselfish. Understands like tackles. We we use them both at left and right. Um, you know, just to give him, you know, the opportunity to to compete at all those spots and. Uh, embraces his role, embraces his opportunities, helps his teammates, communicates well with others. Uh, just a good pro, you know, and um, it was unfortunate that that happened last year because we were right, right, kind of starting the competition, if you will, but excited for Brandon to have an opportunity to insert himself in there and see where it goes. Great. Thank you, Coach. Thanks, everyone. Yep. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Josh. Thank you. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider Production on the Fans First Sports Network. Whoa, whoa.